With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. We have begun a new calendar and another 25,000 year cycle as we journey into a new realm of reality through the windows in your mind. We now begin with the knowledge of humanity and its divine origins from intergalactic conversations from the past and present. Let us look through a window into the ever-evolving consciousness and explore new possibilities with our place in the cosmos and the quantum world. Grandmother Parisha of Cherokee Heritage reveals the wisdom of the ancient past that will lead us into a peaceful future. Experience the love and peace through the exceptional wisdom of Grandmother Parishat as she shares science and ancient knowledge merged together to benefit all of humanity. Greetings, this is Parisha, and I am your host of Windows in Your Mind, a journey into the unknown and into the universal state of life, all life, universal. Okay. As we're coming together today, there's a great exciting thing that has been taking place yesterday that I'm sure that some of you are listening in have participated in, and I'm very, very grateful for that. And that would be the million one, uh, one million meditation that we were actually doing yesterday and the enormous reaction we got from it. We have a network to where we can network out to pr- pretty much about 50 million groups. And then that 50 million groups networks out from their particular reach in their, their network. And in all, we come to pretty close 75 to 100 million people. And that helps get things done. So we realize that doing the global meditations gives us such an enormous reward, beloveds. For every one person, there is an addition. You know, when I have people say, well, if I, if I don't make it, it won't matter. And it's like, yes, it will, because every one of us adds something to the whole. Okay, every one of us. And with the fact that their fingerprint says that you are like no other, you would be gravely missed if you didn't. So every one of us attending and doing what we can with these particular events are very, very important. You, you matter. You bring difference. You change. You count. How many times do I go on about that? Well, please begin to actually live and have your being understand that, okay? So anyway, we had uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza had handed this off to a number of people who are networking with him, and it actually began to be called the One uh, Million Meditation. So basically, what happened is there were some, I guess, technical situations that went you know, astray with that. But then listen, those are challenges, right? And when we overcome our challenges, what happens? We actually have greater, greater outcome and merit. So challenges are welcome, and if that's what happens, then that's what happens. We just keep going, and we get it done. And that's exactly what we did. And there were so many people involved with this. How I got involved is that we were planning to actually do a network with a group in Istanbul and Turkey. And so when I found out that have a huge they have hundreds of thousands of members themselves. So when I found out that Joe's people were putting this together, and I got word from Barry, uh, Man- uh, yeah, I was going to say Barry Manilow, Barry Goldstein, that we were actually getting to do this meditation, I thought, why don't we just join forces, and why have two separate events? Let's get everybody together. So I did exactly that. I began to promote that and got that involved, and our networks passed that out to where we had a very, very healthy and good exchange. We set it out. I know the basic uh, large number of people I worked with set, set the timeline out from what I call Arizona Pacific Mountain Time. So we started at 6 o'clock here, and, and it had just bloomed out all through the planet. Well, I have friends that monitor and can check those particular responses from the satellites that monitor the Earth's surface and our field, okay? 
And they always say that whenever we do these things, there's definitely change in of specific spikes that happen in the energy field of the planet when we're meditating and pulling these particular events together, okay? Well, this one hit a good time high and definitely is a reason we should be considering doing this more consistently because what my friends, especially my uh, energy scientific-based friends uh, that are made of different sciences, always say that there's a good peak that hits when we do these events of meditation, but then they begin to water down as time elapses, right? So my thoughts are, and I'm working with many people, other people who have the same idea, why don't we do these meditations? We, the spiritual community and people of many walks of worship, why can't we do this on an, a regular basis? And my thoughts are, if we pick the new moon to do it, we're already in an, a, a universal energy field that enhances things. So we would do a new moon med global meditation every month, okay, every time we have a new moon. And then we kind of have, then we as we spread that out, then we're going to have a longer trend of the energy that we've put out holding and being reinforced as it just begins to dwindle. We just reinforce and keep moving it. And when I run this past the energy people, that first day, you know, thought about it, and then when they come back, I guess they went and did some pencil work or some search work on it, they come back and said, you know, that idea would be fantastic. There is just no amount of words that we could explain the effectiveness and the outcome of such as that. So that's where I'm at, and that's where I'm pulling to pull a lot of energy together and I would say to any of you that, that was in the meditation with us or haven't heard of it till now, get on the fan page on here on our radio network and let me know that you're interested so that we need a few more hands of a, or another voice or whatever. We can actually depend on you supporting and getting it out because it isn't something that any one of us can do. Okay, it is something that we all need to put our energy together and actually live. I feel this meditation and what we just did is as close to the oneness as we can get. I know that there's particular groups of meditation techniques and stuff that are very close to anything other than their own, and that's okay. You know, everybody everybody can have their own. And there can be religious participation because we're not asking you to do anything against your religion, but to use whatever your worship practices are to actually put into prayer and meditation to assist humanity to live consciousness to take you know to take the greater road here you know and however that is to whatever a person's particulars are it, it's okay if you know we need to not say that you know it has to fit in this box no there is no box there are no walls and that would be exactly what this meditation is doing is resolving those walls and and totally totally resolving those boxes now if that offends anybody that feels their uniqueness and their difference is something very very sacred to them then you've misunderstood anything i've said i'm saying just the opposite of that i'm supporting that you have the right to hold whatever your way is and to worship in the way that your heart is fulfilled i'm saying if we combine it and everybody honors their own we have a unified field that we're working in, which means we're all focusing on the same ideal, which is peace and harmony. Okay, In that peace and harmony, what we are doing in the different meditations that I set up is that many people, because I'm a global person and of global service, many people will ask for political assistance. They'll ask for you know, disaster assistance or something, you know, some, some really horrendous situation that's going on. Well, I take those personally, and we set up altars, which means to set up a particular space and add a particular direct intent for that. And when we do that, and we have these meditations, okay, they're 100%, 100%. They fall into place. Everybody gets what they need. So we, we know the results are worth the time, the effort, and the trust. So I'm asking you to get on those fan pages then and let me know who you are and if you're willing at all to be of help. And maybe you have a particular little number of people or a big number of people 
that you actually work with on a regular basis that would want to support, be supportive in it in some way, then let us know so that you're on the list when we send out the broadcast to say everybody heads up that you're you're actually getting that information along with others. And then we just begin to see that the oneness works and we become a planet of oneness and we do it at a much higher level or more of a material level than just the one of the quantum field. Okay, so I'm just saying it was such a wonderful thing that happened and such a wonderful cooperation. And even though we weren't totally all working in the same vacuum of communications, the fact that the communications had gone on over social media, everybody was following as close as they could to whatever we at that point were considering the lead organizers which came out of Dr. Joe Dispenza's camp. So, you know, like I said, there if, if we want to see the change, then we have to make the change. Don't sit there and wait for somebody else to do it. You know what I mean? It happens when we're all making it worthwhile and changing the field to actually have the enhancing things of life is something we can do. And as long as we put our efforts together, we are doing it. So I appreciate all of you who were on the particular event yesterday and looking forward to finding a number of you that are actually listening that would help. And I definitely am going to be bringing this to our uh, LOA Network Radio producer here, Jules Johnson, and actually asking her to get on board this with us and get it out because I realize there's uh, uh, definitely a no more number of names there that we could wor be working from. So I appreciate all that she's doing and what she's already put into keeping the word out there and the medicines growing. So, yes, 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 we will be talking to Jules. So at this point in things, we're going to actually be able to start picking up and doing more work with that, and I will be looking forward to hearing from you. Now, there's another matter that I want to get on, and that's like to, right around, I guess it's Tuesday, March 6th, whichever day of the week that falls on, is Woman's Day, and that we are actually doing a lot of work in that, and uh, a lot of things in the world, you know, that we need to pay attention to as women. Here in our country, the United States, even North America, because Canada is pretty well on the same basis, women have a great deal of presence that they used to never have, okay? It just wasn't there. You just didn't have the privilege of being as involved on the political level or the social level that women are today. And I don't want you to take that for granted because I'm very much aware of the history, the courage, as well as the suffering that went on while the leaders and the foremothers actually established a place for a woman's in intelligence as well as her presence to be effective in this world. So I hope that all of you go on the internet and actually look up the history of what's actually evolved here that are women's rights. And that what we're taking for granted here every day, our right to vote, our voice, our political positions, and everything else that a woman can do. There are still some areas to where there's a male dominance that's not fair. Okay, we're working on that. And, we, you know, we can bring love and harmony to that. So we're, we're working on that. Let's just say that at this point. Okay? But there's so much to celebrate that you can't get lost in those little details, all right? So look it up and be, you know, do something with your daughters, your mothers, your grandmothers, your, your lady friends, your women organizations, if you have a card club or whatever. Pull them all together and just have a time of celebrating and a mindful point where you actually all sit in the mindful state of understanding how far we've come and how much progress has been made in this area, okay? And then we go to, like, looking at all the various things that are happening in the other parts of the world. And one of the things I'll be celebrating on this particular event is actually a particular project pretty much about six years ago, let's say five, six years ago, somewhere in there, that we actually were helping some women in Kenya who were having a lot of abuse in Africa and in many of the villages and the tribes there. Women are treated as nothing, okay, abused terribly, and in many cases their life is worth, you know, nothing more than just totally slaughtering them whenever there's any reason, justifiable means to do that, okay? 
But anyway, there were some women who got together that were definitely willing to fight for life and for their rights or for their, their actual existence. And they began to get together and we began to give a little financial support to various women who actually wanted to find solutions. And that's politically incorrect in those countries and isn't easy to do because the government's based with men and you don't get that kind of help to the women when they're saying they're not worth it, they don't amount to that, blah, blah, whatever, okay? So these women even began to take in women who were doing their best to get away from the castration systems, the religious castration situations that, that actually brought them suffering and greater pain. So they took in women and a lot more children and began to actually fight off the men and stopping the raping and the killing and obviously the abuse. And I haven't seen this, but someone recently has been there said now they've planted like some kind of shrub around the land that they own. They had to buy the land. We had to get the money to buy the land. And they have built this, this wall of shrubs and prickers and thorns in them that make it not easy to get to them, okay? And meanwhile, they can take care of themselves and defend themselves. Well, at this point today, the statistics were given to me that there's 50 women in the camp and that there's 200 children. And that, that is something we're going to get back on and get it to grow because there are thousands and thousands of women needing this. And so we just need, again, to give them the strength to care, you know, to know they're not alone and to help them get to moving and get women, get some money and funds and stuff there. And also women from our culture to go there and give them that that energy, that that recognition that allows them to take greater courage in what they're doing. So there's so much right now that's going on that's actually just, just so exciting. You know, if you're involved in in actually being a global citizen and knowing that your home is the planet, not just whatever little piece of earth and soil you're sitting on. Everything begins so involved. You know, when you would hear in Arizona, the skies are every night is just a trip into the vastness of space and, and planetary travel, universal mind setting for sure. And there's just no way that you can get bored. There's just no way that you can minimize yourself. There's no way the city doesn't own the part of the world here that I live in. I see open land and desert and mountains and it's just it's just awesome. The panorama views often allow my mind to work with here is the whole state of exactly what limitness means. There are no limits. It's just open, you know. And I use the landscape and the sky and all of the things that's here just to continue my own inner journey and work in, in evolution. And knowing that I teach that and can renew other people's ability by just having the very love of that, just, you know, not being smarter than anybody, just loving them enough to share it and help boost them into a better place until they can make it even to higher ground. So these things work. These are the things I'm asking you to consider what is your role in there? That fingerprint that we talk about every week says that your role is individual and unique to itself. So there is no time that you can actually say that you're not needed or it wouldn't make a difference. Beloved, it always makes a difference. That's who you are. Begin to get in touch with that more and more and more. So now I'm going to handle some of the communications that come in through all of those social media resources that we use as well as the fan page that uh, Jules has right on the front of our radio network here. Please, please communicate. Okay. But one of the things that we've had a beautiful solar name is Erica that's brought up several times is that whenever we're broadcasting what are some of what's going on in some places, she always is in the mindset that if we're studying quantum physics and the sciences and everything, that that's wrong for us to do, that that to actually bring attention at all to the negative is to contradict what the quantum field teaches. And I can only account to that from my position and my thinking on that, okay? I understand when I'm negative and I understand when I'm positive. 
and I understand when I'm keeping the positive in control and making sure that I'm standing solid with it, and I also know when I'm touching on the margins of negativity, okay? Now, I'm not going, and I don't in, in my mind, I, have, I take it to a different place. I go to a place to where I see situations like that as an alert and awareness of need that I can serve. So in the determination that being of quantum knowledge and wisdom, how would one make a negative of that? I don't. I simply see it as need. Okay, I, I travel too much. I see too much. I'm invited and I'm called upon enormously to touch and to help and to, to bring light and to help things, doors open and matters get better. I, you know, so in that, I don't, when I'm asking, to, when someone is invited and asked me to go there, I don't care what the circumstances are. And listen, beloveds, I won't go into all of that at this time, but some of them are pretty horrendous, okay? And some of them involve death and violation of life and everything, okay? And going into them, I hold my mindset that the great spirit or the great intelligence is everywhere, and in all things there is the great intelligence. So I don't go probably as deep as some people do in looking at them as karmic conditions for this particular area or these people, but I do go into it that something is at work here. And... Um, I don't know that I look at death in the same way that most people do. I understand death as far as what my teachings and my particular perspective has given me over 55 years of this work. And for me, I know that death is, is actually what I was born into. As I picked up the body, I went on the clock of the organic uh, level and evolution of my body. Now, I believe this body can last a very long time taking care of it and all that. But I also know that in, in being born, I've been given a timeline to work with and actually a purpose that I want to fulfill. So getting into that state, I realize then that whatever I'm doing, okay, and however the clock is moving, I'm staying youthful. I still think like I'm 30 years old here at 78 years old, okay? I'm still very youthful in my way of thinking. But when I see... What needs to be done? I, I do everything I can to stay in the place of saying I'm not against, that I am simply open to see and understand. Then it gives me the options to make decisions of agreement or not. Then comes the, the principle of choice. So then we can make the choice if this is something we want to support or something that we really want no affiliation or energy involved with at all. Okay, but to say at that point that I can walk away from those that are suffering, for those who have at this point are blinded in their suffering and have no window out, I cannot, I do not, and I will not. I put myself in it, I put myself def definitely in the doorway of what it is, and I take it on. In some cases that has brought me tremendous controversy. 20-something years ago, there, you know, there was a newspaper trying to totally destroy me because I stepped into a situation to prevent the misuse of particular charitable uh, funds and stuff that had been given to Lakota natives to help in the, in the Midwest there and got, got tangled up with a newspaper that tried to destroy me because it could not tolerate the fact that I was pointing out it was supporting somebody that was stealing. So there's just... There's just many things that can get to you, and if you're strong in what you know you're doing, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna hold your ground. Okay, you're gonna stand, and that's exactly what happened with this because I'm still here and I'm growing and I have evolved indefinitely. I'm not going away. So then then you get involved with some of these issues that definitely come many times, beloveds, with political threats. Definitely somebody in disagreement that want to totally discredit you or me or the whoever's in order to keep the situation in the particular situation it is, okay? And, and I, I, I don't go away. I, I am persistent, to say the least. 
And so I stick it out and I hang out. And I don't put myself against, again, I'm not positioning myself against what is there or who is there or the control that is there. I simply see a solution to the need of those who are asking for the assistance. And then I put everything to that, everything. I mean, I will call upon every resource and every card I can to pull in and get something changing working there. And it just works. 55 years in doing this, it's still working. It's it's the finding of beautiful souls and beautiful people who care, who most of the time are not doing anything because they don't know what to do. They don't know how to help. They're looking for a way and a, a particular guidance and a path to show them how to get involved and make that difference. But I know this. Every one of you who would make time to put on this radio station and pick up this show or any one of the wonderful shows that are on our network. You are different. You are not for everyone, meaning uh, that doesn't mean anything's wrong with us. It just means we think from love and the position of love all the time. Okay, and that would not matter what else comes in. It would be the, the compassion and the love and the willingness to get up and do something, to give something, to act upon something. That's who we are, okay? Now, in the world of what we're looking at in three dimension, we have to understand the field of energy that we're in is one of contrast, and it's one of duality. So that's where our medicine wheel teachings come, on what side of the wheel do I sit, because across from me would be the opposite of what I am. Okay, well, I carry that into this not going against. Okay, I realize that what's there is still part of the great wheel of life. It's just not where I'm at. It's, it will not be what I'm working with. So I see it as my opposite, but then I understand that to have harmony like yin and yang teaches us, there is a place for the negative. I totally have no problem measuring myself as the positive and being of the light. But I also respect that there are those who are of the negative and of the darkness. And it is the harmony of that that we work toward. And for me to go against that would say that the great intelligence of all things or the one that is in all things has made some kind of mistake. So I understand that my adventure, my life is an adventure. And I'm going to see many opportunities and I'll have to make many choices that actually begin to find that agreeable place that I am. That, you know, I can look at and realize I've made the choices that fulfilled what I needed to have. And for me, that's making the difference without going against. Now, does not mean that I won't stand strong and I won't draw my line. Does not mean that. I have done that. And always in that, I realize I'm in a very critical situation with myself that I have to look at how far I will carry that and how, how, what will I do with that. And always working with myself, you're not going against. You'll not make wrong. Okay, so you're looking to be of. And then with that comes compassion, understanding. But then that understanding, mm -hmm. see, gives me the willingness to make that choice. What I can understand is this is not where I want to be. I don't want that. And then I'm going to put my energy wholehearted and everything that I have into the what it is I want, the what is. And then many times when there's decisions to be made, I ask myself, Parisha, what do you want? And then it's in what I want that helps me determine what I achieve. And that's where we have to make ourselves stand in that. So when I have beautiful beings, and, and I know Erica to be a beautiful soul. I've known her for many, many years now. And for her to have the question of how do we hold quantum and still talk about all of these horrible things, okay? Well, I, I'm, again, not going to go in a place of making judgment or going against. I can only speak that in my case, if I put something out there that you may see as negative, know that I'm not asking you to see it as negative and go to it as a negative. Know that my invitation is 
do you have anything that can help change that? Okay, because yes, there are times, and when I spoke to her, she was assuring me that I wasn't the particular example she was giving, but I do do that, and I realized as soon as she brought that to my attention, I knew inside myself, I have asked myself those questions. I have asked, you know, is this a negative thing, and should you really be promoting this through social media? And then I realized, okay, how does anyone out there that knows or has a means and a ways to help change this for the better, to lift the suffering, to bring light, to have compassion? If you don't know, how do you get to it and help it? Now, I know many quantum physicists that tell me that they simply see that we can send energy to it and that us holding our energy in the field makes the difference in the whole field. And I totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. And so in my own quest of finding the balance between the positive and the negative, yes, I will send out information and ask you to consider it. I'll ask you to become aware of it in, in your meditation. If it's just energy that you're working with and you don't see yourself as a physical advocate, that's okay. I'm an activist. I know that I don't have any trouble at all getting into the middle of it. I know that I'm an empath. I know that I feel the sorrow and the pain. And in that, I, the walking away does not happen. I have to stay. I have to see it through. And so I'm not asking everyone to be in the same place with that. I'm surely not asking for other people's permission, nor that I am asking anyone to condone it and make it right or wrong. It's just the way it is for me. That I know that I cannot walk away. I know that I will stay and I will see the difference. And I know that I will love everyone in the interim of that. And that's where life goes. That's where I want it to go. That's where I can do it at my best at this time. Now, does not. And of course, if you've been listening earlier, you understand the importance I put on meditation and what we can do with meditation. Well, I look forward to the day that meditation takes care of a whole lot of the request and the particular cries for help that goes past my door. And I'm also aware, beloveds, that I put myself out there for that. You know, the other part of it is, okay, so if you're a positive thinking person, how do all these negative things come to you? Well, beloveds, I get up every morning, and when I do my morning workout, I say, bring me that that will need me this day. Bring me your broken and bring me your, your hungry. And then I will feed them. And I do that. I ask for it. That's my only excuse for any of this, is I ask for it. And then, therefore, I move forward with it. It makes me feel good about me. And maybe that's ego. I've had people say, well, that's egotistical. Okay, all right, be there. I'm okay with that. But in all respect, I want to help those who are sitting alone. I have been in a place of sitting and wondering many times in my life, especially the early part of my life, is this all there is? And is there a better place in the world? And so forth and on. And that feeds me today to keep going and doing what I do. Because if that is being prayed and asked, and I'm sure it is, I want somebody to hear a voice that says, look this way, there is always a better way. And so that helps me come to being in conclusion to everything that I want to be in this world and to live a life that supports all of my passions. And yes, I can probably get a little bit better at looking at being uh, more quantum-based and less of that. I know that uh, there are some who have said that if, we, you know, the, the good deed, the people out there that are doing what I'm doing, and people who are see peace in all these organizations that are out there doing whatever we consider the world service, is that we're actually creating the need by actually, you know, be sitting ourselves as the position to do that. I'm not there yet, okay? I'm, I can tell you that'd be uh, a good base to create a discussion, okay? But right now, I know that when somebody asks me for help, and I prayed already to be an instrument today to add to that help, then obviously I am attracting it. So how it comes, I am not going to make 
a, a wrong of it, okay? So if that helps any of you that are asking those questions, that's where I go with it, and I take responsibility for my outcome on that. And the other part is, is that uh, what we're doing as far as the global meditations, I feel the more we get on board with that and the greater that it comes about, even to, you know, have the particular part of our world that does not do meditation, it does prayer, or can just do mindfulness. Mindfulness meaning sit with a mind focus on something far better than what is. And that that's needed. Right now, more than ever, that's needed, and we all can do that. So putting ourselves to that is what I'm looking forward to seeing more of. As we continue to move along the lines of making the decision, do we set this up as a particular ongoing uh, opportunity to all of our world to meet at that particular moment in time and to put all of our energy to the same thought and to the same goodness of what we want to see happen so all of that works all of that works and in that i'm going to close the show today and hope that some of the stuff i've said made sense to you please remember that march 6th is woman's day look up and get in touch with the history of how we have evolved to have the privileges and liberties that we have and think of the women in other parts of our world that still need the help with that and move into a greater place of awareness with it. What we are finding out through quantum physics and the various upgrade of our sciences now, especially gen the genealogy and the studies of genetics, okay, we are finding that we, the body we, or what Cherokee and, and my people see as our altar, this is our altar in the earth, okay, that we actually in-house, in our body, and our systems, and the very mechanics and manner of how our body moves, that it is a replica, and a gathering, and an actual, you know, putting together of all the principles and everything that are, or what we would consider the universe. And then again, that brings us back to what I know I keep harping on, and and, and I say harp, but not because you said that, but what I feel I do. And that's letting you know then you have to then come back to saying you're not just some, you know, chemical miscarriage that come about as other things folded in the earth and that you have to come to the acceptance. And, and I'm not trying to preach religion here, but you have to come to the intelligence then that there is an intelligence that actually works through and puts it all into motion and, and movement and purpose. And when you come to that, okay, and, may, and I say come to that because many of you probably are, but then there's some that's still asking that question, which is a valid question. You have to find those answers in your own heart, but which then begin to explore their own divinity. So, you know, why, why am I here? Who am I? You know, what purpose do I serve? So forth and on those many, many self-revealing questions that we ask. Okay, then we have to begin to understand purpose. And that seems to be what gives us the hardest time to actually accept or deal with is our purpose. Our purpose would always be then to broadcast, exemplify, and praise, and, and uh, announce or be present or always emanating off that presence of the likeness of that which has created us. Um, you know, not particularly trying to quote anyone's particular scriptures here. I do want to say that, you know, there's, there's a definite intelligence in you exploring yourself as a child of the creator or the god or whatever your sacred name is so that you begin to put together then as being that how does one live what would be the purpose of one's life which is a very brief encounter of time beloveds you know successfully even surviving to be a hundred years old is actually such a privilege and gift. And even at that is a very brief, brief breath of, of life. Is You know, it's like the experience of that is 
countless, yes, but at the same time, it amounts to, if you look at the large universal clock, what we call time. We're not even a breath. So then we want to make each day count and be in present time. And I'm, I'm working with that present time thing that we'll discuss in some, uh, in some future of our conversation here today. But basically coming back then, and once you start dealing with your divinity, start actually thinking about all these particular things that you're reading in, the, in your new sciences and that, that identifies your body connected to universal things in particular uh, projects or, or presences there. So universally, you're, you're actually interacting and flowing with this massive universe. And then again, you, have, you know, all of us are aware, even from the moon, we're not even a speck of dust that can be seen from the moon. So how could that little speck of dust mean anything? But it means everything. That's why I feel it's been so important that quantum physics actually become part of what you study and access. I started teaching and actually talking about quantum physics a good 55 years ago. And at that time, there were very few people, even though it had already been published and everything well over 100 years, nobody was relating to it, talking to it, or using it in explaining and expressing you know, how we relate and what it means to us. There were a few very advanced uh, promoters of it that began to teach some very, very strong esoteric stuff that got not so popular amongst other people who were particularly religious or just what they would consider the average uh, person in a day's work or whatever. They just didn't go there. They, didn't enter their mind to be thinking that far out of the box. So right now we are past that and we're into actually the discoveries. And the beautiful part of it is that it's not just something we have to read in private groups and group, you know, uh, particular maybe organizations at this time, but that you're actually hearing about it on the news, the TV, and, you know, all the updates to the Internet has opened up to all of us. It's the whole big world of information. So basically then when you come back and you begin to look at this, you begin to change. Your world becomes more and more involved than any other time, any, any particular previous experience that you have. You're just out there doing what is totally different, and that's making everything out there a part of you. Your awareness depends on you making everything part of you. If it's something you see, if it's something that you are picking up in the massive field of things that you could be picking up, why do you notice this or just that or whatever? And then that begins to teach you a bit about yourself. So when we say that the universe is in us, our system, every one of our systems, our kidneys, you know, our cardiac system, our, our circulatory system, you know, all of that is involved in us and how we're connected to things that are going out universally. And recently there's been a real upgrade of information, which I am very happy to hear, that there are actually sound sciences that are talking about the fact of what the sun, particular solar rays and the activity of the sun has on various levels and conditions of our human body and how it can affect blood pressure and circulation and heart and all kinds of stuff. So now, you know, and then <laughs> I have to tell you what's funny to me. I'm talking to a group of senior citizens that they had asked me to come in and have an afternoon luncheon with them, and we did and I'm talking to them, and I would say, there there was about 80 of them in the room, okay, and, and out of that 80, a good, you know, 50 have actually been involved in information saying that the solar flare is going to affect their pacemaker or this, this, or that, right? And so they're, they're okay with that because now the doctor told them that, okay? So when I begin to talk about it, and I take it to the next level of that actually shows the connection 
we have with the sun. Okay, <laughs> key word, connection, just totally blew them out of the park. It was like, what? What are you saying? You know, no, 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 that's not what it means. And it's like, okay, it has an effect. So therefore, there is a connection. There is a, you know, there is an impact here. There is a definite reaction here. And it's like, well, yes, but my doctor said, you know, it will affect my pacemaker. But he didn't say anything about that's because, you know, I have this relationship, as you're calling it, with the sun or that the sun actually has anything to do with my life, you know. Well, if that pacemaker stops, it'll have a lot to do with your life, you know what I'm saying? And basically just talking them easily, you know, you have to be gentle with some of this, just, you know, bringing the questions around to finally after maybe a passing of time, they actually get it. And then it's like, okay, so you know, the planets do affect me. The sun does affect my life and my health and my well-being. Oh, my goodness. How could that be, you know? And then then the conversation evolves to somebody in the room spoke up and said, well, not only that, but, I, you know, I read someplace on your Facebook that you said our body is 70% water and so is the earth 70% water. And therefore, we have a connection there, too. And then they just started sharing all the stuff that they had heard and everything. And it just watched the energy in the room change. The energy in the room just become very colorful. And, you know, the colors were healthy and bright and very detectable. And it didn't have anything to do other than just you know, conversation back here and there, somebody sharing this, somebody sharing there, and then, you know, always there's the other voice that'll say, okay, but what does that all mean? Well, what that all means is it means that we are connected, that all of those planets and the sun and everything that we consider way, way, way out there is having an effect on my pacemaker that's way, way, way in here. You know, and that then when we can consider that, then we have to consider all of the radio waves and the particular energy frequencies and everything else that's moving through our body. And then actually understanding how the moon cycles. I mean, we went the whole gamut while we were having this little afternoon luncheon that, you know, then the moon cycles come up and, uh, you know, then there's some of them that who had read the Farmer's Almanac. So they knew about the planting time and all of the other good things that's being, you know, shared in that. But they, and and a lot of them actually knew that there's an astrological chart someplace in the Farmer's Almanac that actually shows how you know, the astrological signs are actually going to have effects on the seasonal crops and everything. And and here here's what I guess my level of astonishment is, beloveds, is how can we put any of that into you know into saying okay, well we know about this, and but but we limit it. It's so limited what we know about this and how we're actually seeing it, so that none of them begin to see that as how expansive. You know, they are as far as a being, you know, that all this stuff is working and has its effects on my body and me, you know. there. And if by the time you bring it back, and I like to just keep asking the questions till somebody in the group itself actually comes up with the bottom line statement of saying, so all this is going on inside us. And it's like, yeah, yeah, we got it, you know. And then, then from there, they just go into talking about, you know, well, at this time, my back does this. I mean, then we'll get into some of the real critical stuff that they go through as far as their aches, pains, and everything. But they, for the first time in their life, and I mean, all these people are very senior people. They're actually, for the first time in their life, allowing the knowledge of being interconnected to life, the world, and everything going on around it to be a part of them, to actually let them be, become part of it. And I love how at the end of everything, because I always do a very warm, loving, 
closing and any time I spend with people and watching how different the room and the energy and they are from the time I walked in to the time I'm leaving and realizing how much they are actually excited and alive with what the new information is that they have gotten and their way of thinking has changed and you know then you hear the little jokes I mean you could tell they're still nervous about it because there's a you know there's jokes and stuff that are said in order for you to not be you know like one of the ladies started talking about she was a Sagittarius so she has to now understand you know if she wants to take up archery and that if if she's always had a love of archery and stuff and it's like so I let them have their silliness over it till you know I mean if this come they have to come at it in a way that they're not threatened by it and they have to come at it in a way that they can be relaxed with it so I'm okay that they come at it sometimes with having to poke a little fun you know and exaggerate on that and play the clown till they actually can seriously sit and take it to themselves and put it in place as to however that makes up their life but to understand that the universe is in us it is definitely an awakening and I would hope that all of you pursue the great amount of information that's out there on the internet and actually understanding your connection to everything start with the moon and the sun which are your closest you know influences and definitely all the influence they have on the earth and then you know actually understand then that we're a part of a solar system and that you can't omit all of those planets that are in your solar system they're just like another organ in the body of what you consider your body well the solar system is another outer body of us you know what I mean and so when you begin with that together you begin to understand there are influences now you know the particular astrology that I I work with is not particularly some of the more pop, popular astrologies I, we deal with it from the native perspective and the Mayan perspective of the stars in our connection and influence of that especially the seasonal calendar of astrology so that's all part of what we do to actually connect to what we are seeing ourselves as this instrument and this duplication of the universe and then with that you have to start taking in consideration that you're pretty important you know that you're not just something that happened you know you're just pretty important and then I always like to have you come back and think about then okay not only do you have the universe and, and it's represented in your body in all these ways okay and that you're definitely part of what this earth and planet is that you're on and then obviously it's important that you understand the cyclic influences of the sun the moon and the particular ways of the stars in the sky the waters the soil the air you know not only all of that but that spirit part of you that's there constantly there that never are we alone and never are we abandoned that we were always with presence with the spirit and how you talk to yourself and how you begin to work with this inner dialogue of yourself is you actually opening yourself more to the observer what we as far as the scientific part of it calls the observer as the indigenous part of my life is it's the spirit so and many people see the spirit as the soul and this is the, what we mean by a soul but then there's a lot of extended information on that as a soul we can be a part of a collective soul and so for many people who come to me who say they've been told that their reincarnation of this Buddha or that Buddha or this person or that person that then you have to start looking at seeing where you find your peace with that there are collective souls so there is a particular field of energy and that it has many you know many altars of expressing itself so you know what I had to really pass that Lipton's test of can I believe you know that there are this many Taras or this many this or that it's like yes I can 
I can totally grasp with the greater intelligence that we all move and have our being through has the ability to put such a powerful particular principle of what life in earth and all of this is about that it could actually need many distribution points expression points or embodiments to actually serve the whole of that to the all and so yes I, I've come to my peace in that and then it's like you know there's so many different facets and beliefs on reincarnation and then there's the thoughts of afterlife and then you know and the actual goings on in that and yeah all of that's real important and I think as we become whole we begin to have the consideration that all that's necessary but the greater part of that is you identifying your uniqueness that fingerprint says nobody else in the world has that fingerprint you know when you say that what what comes to mind what comes up for you that's what we want to work with that's what you want to put more of your time into and more discovery on that coming to identifying yourself and realizing the importance of your role in that as to the evolving uh, outcome in our earth of us being a peaceful place to exist and it's up to each one of us it's not one of us or any one person that can have it when people come to me and have a problem with the fact that I say that every one of you all of us are the chosen the only way you could have that fingerprint that sets you aside from everybody else to say you're chosen and definitely that you have a difference. I I don't, you know, I sometimes I know people are very upset with that, but I don't have any need to take that on myself. I just know that that's a fact and that somehow or another each person needs to deal with that in whatever way they have to. Maybe denying it is one of the ways you need to deal with it. Well, I'm okay with that too. But, you know, then, but the question is there, and so the restlessness is going to happen. You're going to have to find some way to answer it. And when you do that, then you make a difference. And until you're actively, consciously participating in what that means, peace, love, okay, till you're act, actually involved in that yourself, then you're not fulfilling your purpose because that's all of our purpose to actually come and emanate that. And then alongside of that is to understand that we live in a, a field, an energy field of which we are an energy that now actually has the existence of third dimensional life which is duality, which is contrast, which is opposites. So then, you know, we need to explore a little bit more what I have the senior beloveds doing right now is looking into the yin and the yang, you know, so that they can see that there is a balance of masculine, feminine, positive, and negative. And then we have to learn in our purpose that our purpose is not here to destroy or to right all negative, okay, that there's an element of that in the chemistry of anything that's necessary. So then we find peace to where we have to have allowing and acceptance and understanding of those differences, don't we? And they don't necessarily have to be something you would make part of your day. It's just that you need to be aware of it. So then we can actually say we are part of a greater peacekeeping role in the world. And of that, you are extremely important. It is truly truly my privilege to be able to share time with you and to actually remind you every week you have purpose you make a difference only you can do that of which you were sent forth to be and in that in that you exploring and you living and you emanating that you serve all of us so I'm going to say goodbye at this point and I will catch you next week. Meanwhile, live fully and live totally aware that you are and always will be special and your greatness is already totally programmed into that body, mind, and spirit. OCO. 
Thank you for listening to Grandmother Parisha on your journey to the windows in your mind. For further information or to contact Grandmother, please visit parishas-world.com. P-A-R-I-S-H-A-S-world.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.